This episode, Toasted Oat Brownies. Welcome. I'm Bruce Weinstein. I'm the chef in Bruce and Mark. Hey there, and I'm Mark Scarborough. I'm the writer. I may be the chef, but today I'm getting out of the kitchen. Because I've got a secret. As a writer, I haven't cooked a thing in years. That's about to change. Mark's headed into the kitchen. Remember, he's a writer, and he gets easily distracted, usually by bourbon. Hey, watch it. I'm doing the cooking. And I'm going to help you out. And I'm going to guide him, and I'm going to give him tips, and I'm going to judge him. And so after 25 books, he can finally say, Hey, I f***ing made that. Are they lightly browned yet? Not, not quite. We don't want them too dark, right? No, but a good color, definitely golden brown. <laughs> I, I, okay, I should say what we're doing. Um, I'm toasting rolled oats on a lipped baking sheet in a 350-degree oven because we're making these absurdly chewy, ridiculously fudgy brownies, and they're outrageous because they have oats in them. So they're probably good for you, right? But please don't make any health claims. <gasps> these are the cleanse brownies. Lawsuit. Stop it. <laughs> Anyway, I have to make health claims. I want to eat two of them. You'll eat two of them anyway. Uh, watch it. I've been stirring oats on a baking sheet. I got a hot spoon. Oh, I love when you talk dirty. Hey, stop sampling the chocolate. Uh, I can't help it. It's chocolate and butter together. It's the perfect duo. I mean, it's like the carpenters without the anorexia. Hey, but if you <laughs> stick your fingers in it one more time, it might seize up. Wow, I haven't heard that since I was dating. Hey, <laughs> why don't you tell everybody what you're doing? Okay, we told them. I'm making toasted oat brownies. You made them the other day, and I wanted to try my hand at them for this podcast. They are just ridiculous. I didn't think they were going to be that good. I mean, oat brownies, ugh, what is that? That's some kind of nightmare, right, from Gruel Town. But they were fabulous. Mm-mm-mm. I first made these brownies a few weeks ago. Um, for our friend Rich Rosenfeld's birthday. Happy birthday, Rich. Happy birthday. And uh, it's a few days probably after his birthday when he's hearing this. But the brownies <laughs> went to him a few days before his birthday. Quite so a bit after. We do record these at a funny rotation. <laughs> so anyway, on. I think it all evens out. So I hope you enjoyed them. <laughs> so I've got a ton of good stuff in the top half of this double boiler. Seriously. I mean, i got a stick of unsalted butter, two ounces of chopped bittersweet chocolate and two ounces of chopped unsweetened chocolate and I've got it all set up in my double boiler. It's over a little bit of slowly simmering water and the chocolate is melting and the butter is melting which is why my fingers are so busy. So hey, why'd you use unsalted butter in this? Uh, whoa, oh, good. Uh, there's a couple reasons. Uh, one, it's the baking standard of course. Two, I want to control the salt in my own dessert. That's part of why it's the baking Because there's a lot of salt in salted butter. A lot. And it can make very salty brownies. And three, the extra salt in salted butter is sometimes enough to change the chemistry of some baking. Not always. And probably not in this recipe. But it's all but about it's a, salty cake, salty cookies. Right. You it's don't want enough it. that we would always call for unsalted butter because it's just what we... I guess food professionals have around the house. And you have this in a double boiler. Well, you have it in kind of a makeshift double boiler. A typical double boiler is like one pot that fits inside of another. It's a little smaller than the one on the yeah, bottom. The, the kind that everybody has. The one on the bottom has simmering water, and oh, the one on top right. is where you put your stuff. What Mark is using is a stainless steel mixing bowl that is set into the top of a medium-sized saucepan. The chefy way. It's that chefy way. And let me just say that, you, that we always do this with the, the, the stainless steel bowl and the medium saucepan over about an inch of 
barely simmering water, but uh, you can't use a glass bowl that's not heat safe. And, and you, you don't want to use, use plastic. A plastic bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so, or a nice piece of Tupperware. Oh, it excellent. Work. Or your hand. Just cup it in your hand over the water. Anyway, uh, the the reason that bowl has to fit tight is because the chocolate can seize, right? Yeah. Um, if you if too much steam starts to escape and then steam gets over the top and right. moisture drips in, you're gonna have chocolate seizing and when on you. When the chocolate seizes, what's gonna happen is it's gonna break and you're gonna end up with this very runnery uh, water liquid in no, the pan. You'll have, you'll have a lump of hard chocolate. And then you'll have this grainy it. lump mm-hmm. of chocolate, sometimes in threads, depending on what other fats in the pan, sometimes in little threads, sometimes there's a lump. And I mean, some people say you can re-emulsify it with a little cream and an electric mixer and try it again. I find that even when that happens, it's still sandy and grainy in texture. It's it's not preferable at that moment. It's not. I mean, you know, I've never tried fixing uh, seized chocolate in a turbo blender like you a mean, Vitamix. Yeah, you mean like a Blendtec or yeah, one of those really high-end blenders. I yeah. bet that would work. That would be a cool thing. All right. Anyway, let me remind everybody, you've been telling them what you're doing and what's in the bowls, but they don't need to write any of it down because everything for this recipe is at our website, bruceandmark.com. So this lovely, lovely mixture. Ooh, I sound like Clarissa on Two Fat Ladies. This lovely, lovely mixture is all almost melted. Is she the dead one? <laughs> all right, well, take it Stop off it. the heat and continue stirring because you want to start letting it cool. Stir, 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 stir. Great. Now I want you to scrape all of that into this big bowl here, and we're going to set it aside for five to ten minutes before continuing on. I am not a dead British lady. And thank God for editing. Okay, I approved the fact that there is no electric or stand mixer out on the counter. No, you're going to do all this with a whisk. Am I excited about that? Why am I doing it with a whisk? <laughs> well, actually, you know, I came up with this recipe a few years ago and for these Odie brownies. And back then, I did do it in a stand mixer, and it was creaming the sugar with the butter instead of melting it with the chocolate. And that sounds nice. It was all light and fluffy, and I let the machine do all the work, and they were beautiful, airy brownies. And then when, I'm, when I made these for Rich's birthday last week, I was kind of out of time, and we had to go meet him for lunch, and I didn't have time to take the mixer out. Oh, excellent. I decided to try an experiment. Oh, what would happen excellent. if I dumped it all in a bowl and beat it up with a whisk? And in the end, they came out a little thinner and chewier and fudgier, and they were fantastic. The real lives of cookbook writers. It's all about, I didn't have any time, so I didn't want to drag the damn mixer out. Anyway, yeah, that was pretty it. And I tasted them, and they were pretty fine. So, okay, here I go. I'm going to whisk in two large eggs, one at a time, into the partly cooled chocolate mixture. Get one incorporated all the way. Wait, okay, now add the next. Man. Chefs must have Popeye forearms. Well, pastry chefs do. They're the real heroes. Yeah, yeah, probably. Seriously, um, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. You're already tired. All it is is chocolate and eggs. Well, geez, consider it your workout. <laughs> um, that is usually running my mouth, and I do that all day. All right, now you're going to whisk in both sugars, the cup of packed light brown sugar, and a half a cup of granulated sugar, and two teaspoons of vanilla. Wow, okay, this stuff is getting stiff. Yeah, wait, it's going to get even more. You're going to add a half a cup of all-purpose flour and a half a teaspoon of baking powder and a half a teaspoon of salt. Oh, I hey, yay. Do you want brownies? 
Yes. Now ask me if I want to be the one making the brownies. No, I'm just going to tell you to add the oats. Right, okay, we toasted these like we said, remember, and we cooled them off a bit. Uh, about 20 minutes, maybe. Uh, they, they can't be hot. The batter would actually break at this point. And such a batter it is. Keep stirring. Okay. <coughs> okay, then what? All right, now you're ready. Now you're going to scrape that all out of the whisk, and you're going to scrape that batter into a buttered and floured 9-inch baking dish. Actually, do you want me to do that for you? Oh, I thought you'd never ask. And now for my favorite part, tasting and judgment. Can't talk. Eating. <laughs> I have to say, you're already eating. We baked these 20 minutes, we cooled them 20 minutes, can't and talk. then I turned them out and cut them into pieces so they can keep cooling and Mark didn't wait. And mm, the, mm. they're still warm, but he's mm, still mm. eating. Mm, and, okay, now I gotta try one. Mm, mm. Okay. They yeah. are so great. Yeah, but you know what these are like? It's like a best cross between chocolate fudge and granola. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. <laughs> um, but they are really dense. I mean, I guess because we didn't beat them with an electric mixer. We didn't get any air in it. Sorry, I have to take a drink of something because I can't even talk in my mouth. Yeah, simple. these are fabulous. They are they wow. are sweet um, and bittersweet and fudgy. And we didn't get and, much air into them, as um, I said. And so they're really dense and they're super moist. You know, oatmeal has that super moist texture. They're not gummy like oatmeal. No, it's because you toasted the oats but, and there wasn't enough liquid to bring out all that dissolvable fiber. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Glenn's brownies were back to that. <laughs> Okay, let me ask you, what'd you learn today? I learned that my forearms aren't cut out to be a baker. Yeah, that's not all that's not cut out to be a baker. Watch it, watch it. And what else? Well, I didn't learn it, but I write about it all the time, but I was reminded how low you have to keep that heat on the stove to get that water just to barely simmer. I mean, that pot is technically covered by the bowl, the top half of the double boiler, and so it's got a lot of heat buildup in there, and you have to keep that heat really low if you don't want the chocolate to seize. Well, that would have been a national tragedy. It would have been a national tragedy on the scale of the ending of Downton Abbey. <laughs> oh, excellent. And? That... Friends should have birthdays more often. I love brownies. The current version of this recipe for toasted oat brownies is original to this podcast. If you'd like to see the full version, check it out on our website, bruceandmark.com. And we should add today that we've had winners in our cookbook contest from last month. Three in fact, don't ask, it was supposed to be two. Apparently I can't pull names out of a hat very well. So three names fell out. Anyway, congratulations, Corey Perry in Georgia. We've got more contests coming up, so keep listening because we're moving off books and we're moving on to kitchen equipment. If you like today's podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Review us, give us a great review on whatever platform you're on we'd really appreciate it so are we done yeah i think we are check it out toasted oat brownies i whisked and i whisked and i still look like olive oil <laughs>